You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. No slurp. I am in a nursery. Not only in the nursery. I'm in the nursing room of the nursery. And sadly, I'm with a man in the nursery of a nursery. <laughs> I'm with my good friend, Danny Covey from Ottawa, Cross Point Baptist Church in Ottawa. Danny Covey has been listening to me to preach, listening, listening to me preach for how many years? I've been listening to you preach for close to 30 years. Wow, you're old. You're old. <laughs> I started when I was nine. <laughs> oh, man. I, I am honored that you're still listening to me. And uh, by the grace of God, you're able to. And Danny has an incredible story, and we've wanted to do this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Brother Wolven uh, will not be able to be with us. I'm at a Man Up conference in Ottawa, and he wasn't able to be available. So I'm just going to interview Danny myself, and um, I'm, I'm touched by what the Lord has done in his life. Danny grew up in a pastor's home, mm-hmm. Dr. George Covey, who was one of Canada's first independent Baptist in in our in our nation and moved from Saskatchewan to Ottawa area a number of years ago started a great church and God has blessed this church immensely pastor Stephen Michelle is now the pastor he was the assistant and took the church and uh, just a few years ago now you built a 4 million dollar building for about 2 million 2.75 million dollars that's right by faith a group of about 110 people and this is an awesome building this is probably the nicest nursing room I've ever been in me too. In fact, it's the only <laughs> nursing room I've ever been in. And it'll be the last nursing room I'm ever in. Danny, you've got an incredible story. I want you to tell our listeners your story of what God has done in your life. Well, I'll, <clears throat> I'll start off by saying I am the uh, husband to an amazing wife. I'm the father to three amazing kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm also the survivor of eight heart surgeries. And really to tell that story properly... It doesn't begin as my story. It's the story of my parents. When I was about 11 months old, I began having episodes where I would faint and I would stop breathing. My parents would rush me to the hospital. And this happened again and again and again and again. My parents sought the help of 11 different cardiologists. And it was that 11th cardiologist that listened to my heart and said, something is seriously wrong. And at that point, I was flown to Sick Kids Hospital, scheduled for emergency surgery. I had problems with my mitral valve, my aortic valve, and I was given a 20% chance to live. Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, is that right? That's correct. So that's that's about a, what, five-hour drive? From Saskatchewan. It was all across the country. Oh, okay. You weren't here yet. No. Wow. Wow. That's that's a long flight. Yeah. That's a three, four hour flight. Yeah, it was a long flight and uh, it was a desperate flight. My parents flew across the country not knowing what the outcome would be, whether I'd live, whether I would die. They trusted God, but the reality of the situation was very difficult. So 
At 18 months old, I had my first open heart surgery. Wow. Surgery I don't remember. A surgery where, as I grew up, I heard the stories, I saw the scars of my body, but I never really remembered or knew how they got there. I just heard the stories that a young kid would hear. Mm -hmm. Wow. How long did the surgeries last? The surgeries are pretty extensive. Um, from what I understand, eight to 10 hours or more. Wow. wow. With a team of doctors. Wow. And then the recuperation time from that? Uh, typically for a surgery, an open heart surgery, I've had several. And I find six months I'm back to normal, a year, I'm really starting to feel like myself again. Wow. So for eight years of your life, mm -hmm. you've not really been really whole. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a long journey, a challenging journey, but an incredible journey where I've seen God work in miraculous ways. Yeah. How many times in that time did you think you were going to die? Did you ever think that? I always, this is interesting. <clears throat> Before every surgery, I would be wheeled into the operating room. And at age 8, at age 12, at age 14, and then at again at age 40, I remember laying in the operating table thinking in one minute or two minutes after the gas is put in or the needle is injected, I could be dead. And it's been interesting to face that challenge or to have that realization, where will I be in just a few moments? Mm -hmm. To ask that question at a young age and then as a grown man. And it's challenged my certainty, where am I going when I die? Do I know for sure what I believe? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you had that certainty because you know the Lord. How old were you when you got saved? I was about six years old when I got saved. Wow. And uh, don't regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your mom and dad, obviously amazing people. Mm -hmm. what, what does that do to a mom and dad? What do you remember of that? I've, I've grown to have a greater appreciation for my parents now that I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, surgery was a reality that I had to face. It was a challenge, but I never understood it until I was a parent. Now, as a grown man with kids of my own, I cannot imagine what my parents went through. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things I ever saw, Pastor Holland, his daughter Jessica had to have surgery. And I remember them standing at the door of that surgical department and watching that door open and their little girl placed into the hands of basically a stranger and giving full care to that person, knowing they could not help her. And I've used as a sermon illustration that they had to hurt her to help her. And I'm sure your parents must have thought some of the same things because obviously when they're cutting your chest open, mm -hmm. they crack the ribs. Yep. Do they take the heart out of your chest? No, mine stayed in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But still, they're... People are touching your heart. They're, they're positioning your heart, cutting the heart. And um, that was such a hard thing. And I think of God and how sometimes he allows us to go through very difficult things to show us just how much he really loves us. And has there ever been a time when you've asked the Lord why you've had to go through this? This may come as a shock, but no. Huh. Growing up with all these surgeries, it was a reality. It was, I wouldn't say normal, but that was my experience. And as I've gotten older, I've reflected on the why me question. And the thing that I've come to is you'll never understand why God moves the way he does sometimes. But there is 
always something that God teaches us in the things that we go through. So every surgery that I've gone through, I don't ask why me. I say, God, what are you teaching me? Mm. What lesson is there in this? Wow, that's a great spiritual maturity that comes from some of these hardships. You don't you don't just get that. You have to learn that, and that's an amazing thing. Your wife has gone through this with you once mm-hmm. when you were forty, and um, how did she fare? She heard the stories. Yeah, I'd had heart surgery, but it never really hit her, mm-hmm. and the seriousness of it never really sunk in until the surgeon came in. He sat down on a chair, exhausted, and he said, "We almost lost him." And I think at that point, she mm. burst into tears. And I think that's when just how serious this was really hit her. Wow. Have they ever had to bring you, resuscitate you back? Have you always been you know, able to sustain the surgery? Throughout the, all the surgeries that I've had, I've nearly died three times. Wow. And so I've never, been had, I've never had to be shocked back to life. Mm-hmm. But I have been very touch and go. I was without blood or oxygen for nine minutes in my last surgery. And it was a battle to save my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's obvious. I mean, you were without oxygen for a long time. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the rest of us uh, may have some issues too. <laughs> no, you're an amazing testimony of, of what God can do. You should not be doing what you're doing. No. Right? You, you should probably be limited in your mobility, I would think. You, you should probably have a, a great degree of tiredness. I would think just your heart going through that much stress. That's amazing what you're able to do. Your your function here in the church, tell us what you do for the Lord here. Um, I'm the guy in the back you'll never see unless something goes wrong. So I, I help manage our, our slideshow, our live streaming. I try to make things work smoothly, but of course that rarely happens. Yeah. And what do you do for a living? Um, for a full-time job, I'm in graphic design and marketing, and I also teach art part-time. I want to say that Brother Covey was a tremendous blessing to me and to Bearing Precious Sea Canada. Um, I contacted him, and I, see, I said, I need a cover to do Quebec. And Quebec's a different place. And we had used a cover that had Canada and the map, and that just doesn't always rest well with some folks in Quebec. So I said, I need some help. And so he did a cover that... To me, it's just an amazing thing. It's just, it's so thought-provoking. And I had my kids help me, and you were a little leery of that when we started. I said, I've got, I've got some folks helping me. I, I know what I want. I just don't know how to get there. And when I showed my kids who are young and understand today, they, they were amazed at how awesome that was. And it's simple. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's an empty chair on the beach face towards the water. On the other side, it's a lady sitting on the chair just staring out at the water. And the question is, is there something missing? And it really is thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, our seniors, when they first saw it, they said, it's kind of spooky. Yes. <laughs> and it is kind of spooky. But it does. It, it makes that thought-provoking uh, statement. And that's exactly what we were looking for. And by the grace of God, we've had at least uh, three or four people saved already awesome. because Amen. of that cover. And um, it, it's received some of the best attention we've had. So thank you for that. God bless you for using your talents for that. I mean, it costs a lot of money. I mean, it, it was tens of thousands of dollars for him to do it, but it was worth every penny. <laughs> Did you get that check? I'm still waiting. Still waiting on that check. <laughs> Keep waiting, would you? And the royalties. <laughs> the royalties. I got to take you out for a steak dinner at least. Can you have steak in your condition? Are you okay with that? Does your heart take that? I will eat steak in any condition. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is there anything you can't do? 
I'm told I'm not supposed to do martial arts, but I'm saying that as a person who's gotten his black belt. Wow. So. Wow. Well, we'll just have to see how good you are later <laughs> in the nursery, <laughs> nursing room. <laughs> There's not a lot of room in here. You get pretty tight. <laughs> wow. It's a tight squeeze. Are there still days when you feel that, that you don't have that strength? Are you good? I'm very conscious that I have limits. I can tell, I always joke in whatever I do, I'm the hardest working person here mm -hmm. because my heart does have to work that much harder. Yeah. But I definitely feel there's a wall that I just, I cannot push past. So I don't. I come close, but I back off. Yeah. Now you've written a book. I have. And uh, I want you to tell these folks how to get a copy of that book and kind of what it, I mean, it's a story, but it contains more than that. Give them an idea of what they would get if they got that book. So the gist of my book is uh, it's just my journey of having eight heart surgeries, surviving them, and then just what God has done in my life through the events of what he's allowed me to go through. The book is called Scar Tissue. And in the book, scar tissue is not just referring to physical scar tissue. I treat it as a concept. And scar tissue is an attitude. And I, I say that when I, when I read this fact, I knew I had my title for my book. And the fact was this. Scar tissue is actually stronger than skin tissue. Mm -hmm. There's no blood vessels. There's no sweat glands or hair glands. Scar tissue is stronger. And so the analogy I like to make is when we go through difficult things, we have wounds. When we let those situations be used by God, we can come out stronger. We have scar tissue. God puts us through challenging things or allows challenging things but there's scar tissue when we allow healing to happen. And that's really the concept that I try to convey in the book. Wow. Any, any idea if you'll have to have surgery again? I didn't think I'd have to have eight. Yeah. And I had eight. So I always, in the back of my mind, there will always be the possibility of one more. Mm -hmm. When? I don't know. Right. But I do know when it comes, God, what are you going to teach me? Yeah. What, um, do you have regular checkups that you have to do? I have annual checkups and um, my doctors are not happy that I'm doing martial arts, yeah. but they they say as long as you're careful mm -hmm. and what I call risk responsibly, we're yeah. okay. Right. You don't want to take a shot to the chest. It's funny because my chest has literally been sewn together and meshed together. It's probably stronger than your chest. Really? So people ask me, what would happen if I kicked you? I said, I would kick you back harder. Wow. Well, I think I have a little more padding than you do. <laughs> Probably, you know, help a little bit anyways, but I think you could do some serious damage. What do you want to do with your book? What's, what's the purpose of writing that? The conviction to write that book really hit me when I came across a quote. And actually, when I read this quote, I, I started crying because it really impacted me. And the quote is this. One day you will tell your story of what you're going through now and that will become somebody else's survival guide. And when I, when I thought through that, I realized I've been through some unique situations. Maybe somebody needs to hear what God has done in my life to become part of their survival guide. And I cannot help but think about our ultimate example of God coming down to humanity, dying on a cross for our sins, that's humanity's survival guide. That is God's version of 
scar tissue, making people stronger, yeah. new life in him. Yeah, yeah, dependent on him. Wow. Any, any, anything that you would tell somebody who's maybe facing this kind of surgery, what would you tell them? Um, I would say a couple things. Number one, you are not a victim. All hmm. of us have been victimized to some degree. We've had wrongs committed, but do not adopt that victim mentality. Number two, God is with us in the hard situations. You may never know why something happens, but 100% God has something to teach us in those difficult things. Hmm. And part of that, part of what we learn from those hardships is to turn around and then help others who need help. Mm -hmm. If something would happen with your heart again where they couldn't repair it, would you have to have a transplant? Would that be possible? I don't know. It's possible. I When, when I talk to my cardiologist now, he's saying things like 3D printing wow. and artificial this and artificial that. And, you know, the next surgery, maybe not even requiring open heart surgery. Wow. So the... The landscape of technology is changing very rapidly. I don't know what the future holds if I were to ever need a surgery. It might wow. be completely different. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I praise the Lord we have the technology. We have a great medical system, and a lot of people ask me about the medical system in Canada. It's not perfect. No. But I think you would attest that they've done you well. Yes. If you're serious, if you have a serious need, they're going to get you in and take care of you. If you need a hip replaced, you're going to wait six months, maybe a year. Mm -hmm. But if your heart's bad, you're going to be in surgery in a matter of hours, maybe not even that. Yeah. And I praise the Lord for that. We have a great country. And again, it's not perfect, but I love it. And I'm glad that we're here. And I'm glad that you've got that availability. Imagine if you lived in another country, a third world country, or you know somebody that just didn't have what we've got. Mm -hmm. you, you may not even be here. So I praise the Lord for that. Yeah, I know one of my last surgeries, the room alone was $40,000. Wow. Just for the room. Wow. So our Canadian tax dollars have worked very hard to keep me alive, and I'm grateful for that. Eight times 40000 plus the doctor, plus the surgical room. Plus, plus the hardware. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What hardware do you have? So actually, uh, my heart is uh, its a mess. It's, <laughs> it's, it's stitched together. There's patches in my heart. I have a mechanical aortic valve, and I have a mechanical aortic arch. And my one party trick, I don't know if it's going to pick up on, on uh, audio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my heart actually ticks like yeah. a clock. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it. If you, if you put your ear to his chest, you can hear it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Does your wife lay at night and listen sometimes? It's amazing. She thought when we got married, she's like, I don't know how I'm going to live with this. But she's actually found it very soothing. Soothing, And yeah. when the kids were little and they were crying, I would yeah. just hold them. Yeah. And it calmed them down. Yeah. My grandkids, when they were small and they would get fussy, I would imitate a heartbeat. Because inside the womb, that's what they hear. And sense. I would make that, you know, that sound and it would work. So maybe we could record that and sell it. <laughs> we'll call him TikTok. <laughs> they could catch on. It might. You might have a few copyright infringements. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Danny, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to continue this for Wednesday. I have some other questions. I think there are a lot of folks that would want to know, you know, this experience and, and how you come through that, your family. So thank you very much. Tell people how they can get a copy of your book. So my book is available through my website. And my website is Danny Covey. Dot com. It's also available on Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. And Danny Covey, spell that for folks. 
That's D-A-N-N-Y-C-O-V-E-Y.com. Awesome. Or if you can't remember that, contact me, and I will make sure that you're in contact with Brother Covey. Brother Covey, God bless you. I am so glad you're all right. You've been such a blessing to me in my life. And and if for nothing else, God left you here and in good health to be able to do that cover for that Canadian Gospel Project. The last four million will finish Canada, and your artwork are on those covers. Praise God. And uh, I think your fingerprint is on every one of those covers. And already we've seen people get a heart transplant, not a physical one, but a spiritual one. And I praise God for that. This is Tim Talks. I'm with Brother Danny Covey in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the capital of Canada. And I am in the nursery. <laughs> with another man. With another man. This is getting weird. <laughs> I thought Dan Wolven was bad. Hey, your name's Danny. Could you be a co-host? Uh... Not in this room. (laughs) We'll see if we can afford something better next time. This is Tim Talks. Have a great day. We'll be back on Wednesday. eh? Have a great day. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.